They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you. This is They're Coming to Get You. My name is Brent Terhune. My name is Gavin Eddings. Brent, where are we headed tonight? We are going into the further. Yeah, and we're in the further. I've got my lantern right now. I've got a child in a coma that I'm trying mm-hmm. to, to find. And I just found that we have two new patrons in oh, the further. Shit. I want to give a shout out to Ashley Kuntz, uh, who joined the Nut and Run tier, and uh, Sarah <laughs> Kitsinis. Who joined the eight dollar? Thanks for bringing him up here. Sarah actually said that she is so happy to be giving to our Patreon, and though so she will no longer give to the cafeteria. So there we go, taking money from Johnny and Ryan. I stole one patron from a thing I do over there, and I brought him over here. So Sarah, yeah. thanks for being here as always. Yeah. Thanks to everybody for for being here, and we're always open to topics and movie suggestions over there on Patreon. What's the website? Uh, it is patreon.com backslash they're coming to get you. And we got some bonus episodes coming up. And some people mm-hmm. had some really good suggestions for bonus episodes, like best Halloween episodes of TV shows. That'd mm-hmm. be a great topic to cover. And then also uh, best summer horror movies. That'd be a great topic as well. So if you want to hear any of those when we do them, we have two bonus episodes up right now. Be sure to subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash they're coming to get you. Okay. No more plugging. No more plugging. Mm-hmm. But let's go what the- insidious thing are we talking about this Ooh, week? We are talking about Insidious because they we had the new Insidious, the last, uh, the red door. I keep wanting to call it the last door, but they had one called like the last key. Last key, yeah. Yeah, last key, red key, red last. The red shoe diaries, <laughs> which I the- think is the <laughs> second time in two weeks we've talked about that. Uh, we're going to do a Patreon exclusive episode too, just covering the Red Shoe Diaries. Just, just the sex parts, as far because I remember that show. But it was like, oh, Mister X Files is on here, but I'm not about that. I'm let's get to the sex part. I would like to do a Red Shoe Diaries podcast, but we just talk about the stuff leading up to, just the softcore porn. <laughs> just it's like if you were doing a, a casting couch podcast, and it's just covering the stuff the girls being interviewed about. Like yeah, she's been in L.A. about four four months, and it's just really been difficult and waiting tables. So, you know, she's just sitting on the leather couch. <laughs> this leather couch, <laughs> just really. Nice. Uh, yeah, we're talking uh, Insidious this yeah. week. Uh, what did this come out in twenty ten? So it actually came out. So IMDb says that it came out in twenty ten, but the release date actually was in twenty eleven. Uh, I remember oh, okay. it came out April 1st, uh, not April, uh, came out, yeah, April 1st, 2011, so April Fools! Uh, April Fools! Um, so it came out in 2011, I remember seeing this in the theater, and I always get this series and The Conjuring a little confused, because it's mm-hmm. done by pretty much the exact same people. Lee Wanell directed those two, right? The The first two... Uh, Conjurings, and then the first two Insidious movies, right? So that's James Wan who directed. Oh yeah, Lee Wan. What did I say, Lee Wan L? Yeah, he Lee, wrote them. Yeah, Lee Wan L. And of course, they they came uh, hot off of uh, Saw, the the Saw mm, series. I, I seen Saw. I seen that. We actually covered Saw back in season two of the first episode mm-hmm. of season two. So we uh we we seen Saw. We we, we mm-hmm. saw it. Um, 
so Insidious actually came out first. It's always kind of weird to think about like Insidious predated The Conjuring because Insidious mm-hmm. has always been kind of treated like The Conjuring light, in, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's it's like you know The Conjuring's based on Ed and Lorraine Warren and their uh, paranormal findings, and their stuff lies. Like that. Their lies, uh, and this features uh, Zaddy himself, Patrick Wilson. Yeah, I met Patrick uh, and, Wilson. And both. Oh, did you meet him? Yeah, at that horror hound we went to, he was there signing stuff. Me and Stephanie got a photo with him. Uh, he okay. signed a Conjuring poster. He was very quiet, very kind. We had the unfortunate, um, the unfortunate circumstance of being in line behind somebody who asked him to sign an actual Christian Bible, and mm-hmm. it made him incredibly uncomfortable. But he signed it though, right? He signed the outside because it had like a a cover on it. He he didn't like he didn't like open it up to like Genesis and be like to my biggest fan. <laughs> In the beginning, there was Patrick Wilson. <laughs> but yeah, it, that's a little. It made everybody a little uncomfortable. And I was like, hey man, that, does that happen a lot? He's like, yeah, man, I usually don't like uh, doing it, but you know. I mean, I wouldn't care. I'd sign a Bible. I guess that doesn't bother me at all. I mean, if it's would good you sign for a Bible? I don't think I'd want to sign a Bible. It, it just feels—I don't know. It, it just feels weird to like sign. I didn't write it. I'm not in it. Um, would you sign the Torah? Would I sign the Torah? Well, yeah, because that's not a real religion. So what about the, even though it's <laughs> the, those books are in the Bible? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Uh, he, this is <laughs> you, son of a bitch. This is your gotcha moment. God, I got you, you anti-Semite. <laughs> Damn it! You, you heard fi- it here first. <laughs> you finally exposed me. He'll sign the Torah because he says it's not a real religion. And that definitely means you'd sign the Quran. Oh, absolutely. Sign. I will sign it to my good friend, Muhammad. And you'd draw a little picture, and that would turn out really badly. Oh, God. Just, supposed to... I got to stop signing autographs. I got to just... You gotta just I got to bring... start doing little cartoons of Muhammad on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just offended everybody. To any Jewish people listening, you are God's chosen people, and I am very, very sorry. We should watch. Uh, now I can't think of the movie, but I liked it enough to to buy it. It's a it's a Jewish horror movie. Now I can't think of what it is, but it was. I watched it on Hulu, and I bought it on uh, the Scream Factory sale. I'll look huh. it up, and I'll interrupt you here in a second. Okay. So we are cu- covering Insidious today. It came out in twenty eleven. The Vigil. <laughs> it's called La Vigil. The Vigil. The Vigil. I was like, La Vigil. La Vigil. No, it's, uh, it was, I really liked it. So we should cover that. Cause there's, there's, it's all, whenever there's a demon, there's always a Christian solution to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm open to, you know, what does Buddha have to say about it? Yeah. What is, I think the, the way to, uh, if you're possessed by like a Jewish ghost or a Jewish demon, the way to get rid of it is to just call your mother, call her, <laughs> see what she says. Uh, yeah, uh, why can't you just find a nice Jewish girl? <laughs> That's how you beat it. You find a nice Jewish girl. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can't be here anymore. He, he did it. He He's fulfilled the prophecy. Goya. When am I getting grandchildren? <laughs> That's every stereotypical Jewish person and every thing is, uh, she, he wants me to date a Jew. It's also I, weird to just call somebody a Jew because it sounds shitty when you say it, it. It sounds like it has some stank on it a little bit. I know. Like, you hear that they're a Jew? Like, oh my, yeah. oh, what? Uh, no, no, he is, though. He is. No, uh, no, I meant nothing by it. 
I like the way you'll I, know I, when I mean something. By I it. like the way I apologize, and then we immediately made it worse. That's what we do here. Yeah, on oh, they're let's, coming to get you. Let's go ahead and restart because this whole uh, first <laughs> seven minutes, let's go in the trash can. Yeah, uh, we are talking about Insidious, uh, released in 2011, directed by James Wan and Lee Wan. Now, their first kind of foray into the supernatural, they had Dead Silence, which was their puppet movie. And that didn't do super well, so, so they kind of bounce back with Insidious. Uh, underrated movie, I think. Uh, Dead Silence? Yeah. Yeah, it's I, pretty good. I didn't hate it, but, you know, you we talked about uh, Goosebumps on this. It's, it's you know, once you've seen Slappy, then then you could go back to the Twilight Zone, and yeah. there's all kinds of haunted dolls. But uh, I liked it. Yeah, so I remember seeing this movie in theaters, and it is a jump scare fest. It's only mm-hmm. PG-13, which I know a lot of people are like, my horror needs to be R with titties and bush. But this is a... I find that PG-13 horror movies are oftentimes way more effective in their scares because they have to do more with less. They have the confined... Mm-hmm. So, so, so they can't do all the gore and the violence. So they so you get a lot of like ghost spooktaculars. And I, and I, and I respect that. I will never discredit a horror movie for being less than R-rated because you got Poltergeist, Creature mm-hmm. from the Black Lagoon rated G, like I've always said. You got to just take what you can get. And Insidious, I was watching, I watched it literally an hour and a half before we recorded this night. I watched it just this afternoon. And it's still pretty scary. Like, it is a scary movie. Yeah, I would. that's a question I think we should ask on every episode now is, was this scary? Yeah. I'm just saying that to you now. Didn't talk to you about it off mic, but we should say, is it scary? But I think it it is scary, and it's like, if you didn't know this was PG-13, I don't know that you would think about it, really. Yeah, and I don't see, I don't know, so, so The Conjuring is rated R, and it's only rated R, there's no sex, there's no violence, really, there's no nudity or sex. The Conjuring is only rated R because it is, like, R scary. It's, like, scary enough to be rated R just for being mm-hmm. terrifying. But I don't know if The Conjuring is more terrifying than Insidious. Um, I don't think so, but I also like The Conjuring more. Yeah, I and get not that. Not that I think this is a, a better or worse movie. I just like The Conjuring more. Yeah. And, and get- you know, when you talk about scary nuns being a former Catholic... <laughs> that's scary to me. Yeah, they got the rulers and then and that big old habitat that they wear. You know that. Why did you sign this Bible? <laughs> <laughs> the habitat for humanity that I think they do that they wear. Yeah, I was gonna say I like that you called it a habitat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real dry area. It's a real dry habitat. <laughs> um, I got a bad habit. But when did you see Insidious for the first time, or do you remember it? I don't remember seeing it in the theater. I know I didn't see it in the theater, so it must have been. I, you know, producer wife has really turned me on to uh, sexually, but also movies. <laughs> uh, well, look out! Just certain movies, like she, you know, she'll see something and I haven't seen it, so you should you should watch this. So I think uh, we probably watched at least one and two back to back, which I also watched one today uh, over the course of three days because that's how <laughs> my week is gone as I can fit 20 minutes in. But then right after I watched part two, which I will recommend later is do them back to back if you can. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I don't remember nothing sticks out about when I saw it, but I, I like it, you know? Yeah. Is this a movie that you had seen before? It's not, you got halfway into it, like final destination. You're like, Oh, you know, I've never seen this. 
<laughs> no, I've seen this. I think this would be the third or fourth time seeing this one. Probably more third. Yeah, I think this is the third time I've watched it as well. And there are certain scenes that stick with me from this. Of course, mm-hmm. we'll get to the big jump scare that everybody kind of knows from this. But there's also just some stuff early in the movie that I vividly recall being scared shitless seeing it in the theater. Um, mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and say it now. One of the parts is when the guy is walking outside the bedroom of yeah. the, the woman's bedroom and like he walks back and forth and then suddenly he's just fucking in the room. You're like, no, that's not allowed. You gotta. Yeah, but was it Brandon Lee from The Crow without the makeup? <laughs> that guy. He, we have different versions of the wrestler Sting in this movie. <laughs> like if, if it was Sting without the white face paint, that's that guy walking back and forth. And then we're going to get the red face demon. That's. NWO Wolfpack Sting. <laughs> and if you're not a wrestler, that means nothing, or a wrestling fan, that means nothing to you, but I couldn't help but think of that when I was watching this. Th- there's one part where one of the further ghosts is in a cage, and RoboCop comes out to save them. And that's <laughs> and that's uh, 1990 Sting, actually. So That's right, yeah. Don't turn your back on the Wolfpack. do, 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 do. <laughs> Uh, yeah, th- there's that. There's the guy, uh, kind of just walking back and forth, long-haired guy. There's the the little kid. Yeah, like the the newsy that he's wearing the newsy hat. Like yeah. a, he'd be like, oh, read all about it. I said you know? I referred to him in my note notes as the little Dutch boy dancing. Yeah, like what was that that meme a long time ago? That that baby that danced was it an Ali McBeal baby <laughs> or whatever? Ali, yes. This is like grown up baby dancing. I just imagine like he's on the Dutch boy paint. Like he's like, oh, I put mm-hmm. my finger in the dike. Like <laughs> I plugged it up yeah. real good. Well, yeah, you had to clarify that that was uh, a. <laughs> put your, put your <laughs> Listen, it's a real word. It's a real thing. It stops water. Get your head out of the I, gutter. Stop it. It's only ever been in the gutter, Gavin. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that, but just like anytime there's like a, uh, you know, this this thing is not trying to be malicious. It's just running around in the house, the little boy, uh, the ghost. And anytime you hear children giggle when there shouldn't be any children, <laughs> that's scary. Yeah, like every two words, every like two sentence horror story is like, there's nothing more joyous than hearing the sound of children laughing. Unless you live alone. Whoa. Yeah. yeah, it'll be like, uh, uh, Dad, can you check under the bed? And then he looks under the bed, and then the kid's down there, and it's like, is he still in the bed? <laughs> that type of story. Whoa. We should do some two-sentence uh, stories on here. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, I did that on my YouTube channel. I, I did one. I was like, this is going to be a thing that I do. I'm going to mm-hmm. read. I'm just going to go to Reddit and just read them. I did it one time. It did fine, and then I never did it again because I don't know how to be successful. Hey, well, that's why you're you're on this podcast with me. <laughs> We teamed up to be unsuccessful. Yeah. Um, uh, I like it. I, I like this movie, though, and I do think it has a lot of cool concepts. Uh, let's kind of – let's just jump right in. Let's just – I love mm-hmm. when podcasts do that. Well, how, how far are we into this? We are – Hit like and subscribe, and yeah. uh, let's just get to it, guys. Yeah, fi- 15 minutes in. So let's just jump right in. Let's just get right <laughs> to it. Let's just really dig in. But real quick, here's a message from MeUndies. I'm wearing my MeUndies right now. I like um, the first comments always like starts at 15 minutes in <laughs> like that. <laughs> That's a timestamp. Yeah. So, um, you've got a family. They move into a new house and 
it, you think it's going to be like a, a haunted house movie. And this, mm-hmm. it really subverts expectations as a haunted house movie, as, as we'll discover later. You meet the Lambert family. You've got son Dalton, played by Ty Simpkins. You've got Rose Byrne playing Renee Lambert. Um, her name is spelled weird on IMDb. Like, just if you're going to have a character name, just R-E-N-E-E. That's it. You don't have to R-E-N-A-I, Renee. Look, stop it. Okay. You're not a yeah. real person. <laughs> um, and then, of course, you got Josh Lambert by the zaddy Patrick Wilson, who I have touched, like I said. He's pretty good. Pretty, pretty sign my Sign my titties. Sign my titties. No, bring the Bible out. Um, and then, yeah, and you've got Foster Lambert, who's played by Andrew Astor. And then, then you have a baby as well, who is kind of forgotten about in the in the Red Door, which we're not going to go too much into the Red Door, because I do want to do an episode on that once it hits streaming. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've already seen the Red Door in theaters. You saw part of it. Yeah, I'll explain when we watch it. But yeah. yes, I saw part of it. Yeah. <laughs> In a, you're like in a hotel bathroom. I they were there's planted on the in the, in the shower through uh, a peephole. <laughs> but and my mother was up in the house. <laughs> so you've got this very all American family. Uh, mm-hmm. The mom is like a, a, a musician. She plays the piano. Um, I believe Josh is like a professor or or a teacher of some sort. Some kind of teacher and an asshole. Because <laughs> uh, things start now? going bad quickly, and that they move into this new house, and uh, was it Dalton falls into a coma? Yeah, or even before that, there's some ghost activity going on. Yeah. So one thing that you notice right off the bat, and I, I do want to address this: um, Insidious, the entire franchise, is just based around loud noises. This is a very loud noise franchise and the mm-hmm. loud noises are not helped by that the soundtrack is quote what i what i put in my notes the soundtrack is just someone dropping violins in a kitchen like that's all yeah. the, that's all it is it's just like screams. you're like god damn, this isn't music uh the the soundtrack was uh composed by joseph bishara who's also the red face demon performed with a uh, quartet and a piano that's why I call it a piano. Okay. Uh, a bulk of the score was improvised and uh, structured, but then they had some stuff before they even started uh, filming. And I can't, I had another fact in here where it was something like, it was a quartet, but then I saw another fact. It was like 30-something violins took to make this because that's something that really sticks out from the jump of this movie is that soundtrack, the score, and it's so violin heavy, but I don't hate it. It's not bad. It just sounds very disjointed. And after a while, you're like, what is, is this, does this, this count as music? Because you have, like, the title card of, mm-hmm. like, a, a, you, you do the slow zoom of, like, a, an old lady's face. And the dude's insidious when, like, mm-hmm. just in the most, I don't want to keep making wrestling references, but it, it felt like the intro to, like, Monday Night Raw in, like, mm-hmm. 1998. You're like, insidious. Go, Monday Night Raw. And it's it's very like it hits those the screeching violins. It's very like mm-hmm. it's churchy. It feels like you're going to like a really scary church. Mm-hmm. And uh, and James Wan said we wanted a a lot of the scare sequences to play really quiet, really silent. 
But what I like to do with soundtrack is to set you on edge with a really loud sort of like atonal scratchy violin score mixing with some really weird piano bangs mm-hmm. and uh, taking that away all of a sudden. Yeah. That happens in this. It sure does. It's like very quiet, quiet, quiet. Loud noises. Here we go. It's, uh, I like to picture that red-faced demon being like, devil went down to Georgia. Like, he is very, you, couldn't you see him playing on a fiddle? Oh, yeah. He he can fiddle or like the, the devil from Futurama. Like, I was going to say, it's the robot devil. Yeah, it's the robot devil for sure. He, he's a very, the, the red-faced demon, going back and watching this one, um, after a couple years and seeing Insidious, the Red Door, I gotta say the Red Face Demon, he is fabulous. He is serving a look. He is just mm-hmm. he is all about the pizzazz and the showmanship. <laughs> and I, I will get to it. But you've got Dalton. She he goes into like the attic. He falls down off a ladder trying to get a light because he's seeing like a ghost or whatever. He falls into a coma. Um, Josh tries to wake him up. He's like, hey, "Wake up, buddy, buddy." What's going on? Mm-hmm. You sleepy? You sleepy? And then they go to the the doctor and like, there's nothing wrong with this guy. There's nothing wrong with your boy. He's he. There's nothing. He's fine. There's no infection. Yeah. I do like that. He's like talking to them and he's like, excuse me, I have to step away. Like, yeah. hey, <laughs> our kid's in a coma. You need to talk to me. Like, <laughs> sorry, yeah. your beeper went off, Doc. But are you sorry? I've got Doordashes here. I just have to. <laughs> I've got to go that would be them. shitty if you like walked out in the lobby and you're just like uh, eating Five Guys. <laughs> oh, uh, sorry, man. I just haven't really eaten today. I'm the, a doctor. The Jimmy John's guy got here a lot faster than I thought he would. He's yeah. actually scraped his knee on his bike, so I'm gonna have to take a look at him as well. <laughs> Yeah, like if I was that was my kid, he's like, "Excuse me," I'd be like, "No, talk to me," because our kid's in a coma. Yeah, your 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 DoorDash can wait, good sir. <laughs> and then it just jumps to like, how long is he gonna be, be like this? And then it just fucking SpongeBob jump cuts to three months later, like three month three months later. <laughs> like that's a that's a long ass time to be in a coma. And I'm like, how how much does that cost? Because yeah. you know. That's my for any time there's anything medical. I'm like, how much is this gonna cost? Because I might as well. If it's a lot, I'll just die. I guess. You know. <laughs> well, if we just leave him here, does it? Does he become like a ward of the hospital? Does Does the hospital have to legally claim him? Yeah. If we just don't claim him, then we don't have to pay the bill, right? Like. <laughs> like we can we leave him at the fire station like a child drop thing? <laughs> They're putting an eight year old comatose child in the box. Like, uh, you need a bigger box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's eight. He's not an infant. Yeah, but it, it's okay. It's good. We good. Um, so uh, yeah, it's expensive because not only he's not the hospital. Like they they bring him home. They got all the machines there mm-hmm. at home. You got like a, a nurse is there. Yeah, and she ain't cheap. And you know she's mad that she ain't getting a break. You know she's yeah. mad. They always Hello, mad. Hello, nurse. <laughs> so I haven't uh, had a break in four years. Okay, nurse, we know you're very important. They live in this big-ass house. He's a teacher, and she makes music, but she's somehow able to take off work to work on the music. And I, I'm like, what state and time do they live in where a teacher can afford this big-ass house? This is one of those House Hunters episodes that you see in memes where it's like, I pick 
carrots in a field and mm-hmm. she makes scarecrows. Our budget is $4 million. Yeah. I'm like, how? What What kind of Etsy store are you running over there? It sucks that like the, the state of the United States is so bad and our housing market is so shitty and like our medical costs are so shitty that it takes you out of a movie when you're like, God damn, I can't even enjoy a movie without being like, well, what's their household income? What are they bringing in? Are, are, are yeah. they are they independently wealthy? Did somebody die? How can they afford uh-huh. this? It's it, it had eight poltergeists in it, but it was only one hundred and fifty two thousand dollars. That's a steal. I know, but, but I'll put up with some scratches in the middle of the night <laughs> for that. Listen, if I get listen, if I don't have to put ten percent down, rattle them chains, Casper. <laughs> How about you do some dishes around here? Something. <laughs> you're gonna be here. You're gonna need to pay some rent, and not just fuck with the thermostat and make some spooky noises. Yeah, fuck the rent, pay the Brent. That's what I say. <laughs> then I'm going to pay the the rent also. That doesn't really make any sense. <laughs> They're going to pay but, you uh, so you can pay the rent? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I don't trust you. Pay me. Um, I So this is well, once he goes into the coma, this, this is when the scares start happening because you've got anytime you have a scene with a baby monitor hearing noises, I think that mm-hmm. happens in signs. I think it happens in like a lot of things. I hate whispering on a baby monitor or like a walkie-talkie. What are you talking about, Kevin? <laughs> Welcome to ASMR. <laughs> and it's it's like it's a very specific kind of scary where it's like crackling, like <laughs> and you can hear like mm-hmm. I want it, I want it, I want it. now. It just like fucking yeah. yells, and you're like, hey. and you know it's coming the whole time, but then it still freaks you out. Yeah, it's it's weird like with modern day stuff like TVs don't even have static anymore. You know, mm-hmm. like remember back in the day there'd be static and now there's st- static on a, a baby monitor which I'm sure is still a thing, but it's weird how some of the the tropes have gone away where like how's Carol Ann going to talk to the TV when there's no <laughs> static? It's just It's like that's it's digital. Just, that that is a digital signal now. There there's nothing like that. You're like are you are you a cord cutter? <laughs> Carol Ann would have to like fucking <laughs> Carol Ann would have to fucking cut cut into like a Hulu ad. <laughs> yeah. We paid for no ads, but we keep getting this devil thing coming on TV. <laughs> this little girl, girl girl keeps saying, "Well, help me." Like, I don't <laughs> know. I paid for no ads. I expect no ads. This house is clean. <laughs> I I will say um, with the baby monitor thing, like it's very creepy. I wish that one time though it would just be like a, a, a truck driver interference. Be like, yeah, breaker, breaker, we out here. Uh, Lot lizards. <laughs> be like, Josh, the baby monitor. <laughs> if, I think lot lizards. What what, <laughs> what 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 does that mean to you? I think our baby's a trucker. I'm not sure. <laughs> Anybody can drive truck. Anybody can drive truck. <laughs> drive truck. Uh, and then pretty soon after all the scary shit happens, uh, uh, Patrick Wilson, that's who I'm going to refer to him mm-hmm. as, as his real name, just, he's got a great pepper, papers all of us. Never had to grade anything in his life being a teacher, but all of a sudden he's staying till 10 o'clock at school like an asshole. <laughs> you know, you got three kids, one's a baby, and then you don't, all of a sudden you don't want to come home uh, from work, you can I mean, grade papers at home. I mean, really, it's only two kids at that, at that point. Like, it, the coma one's not doing much. Yeah, that's true. You just gotta like stay, stay at work. Fine, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> Listen, I put one in a coma so I so I can grade these papers. And normally, uh, you would see that in like Candyman 
uh, where it's like, well, he's staying late. He, he's fucking a teacher. No, he, he's just mm-hmm. literally grading papers to avoid his family like an asshole. I'd get I'd get it if he was, you know, hanging out with uh, some other teacher, you know. Yeah. Having sex. I mean, he's got he's got needs. He's got needs. The man's got needs. Did you see on the the chalkboard while he's talking on the phone is a picture uh, drawn of Billy from uh, Saw? I did not see that in this viewing. I know it's there though. Uh, yeah, that's a, I like little Easter eggs like that. There's also an Easter egg a little later on that gives a nod to Poltergeist. I saw. I read that too. But yeah. uh, I I will say that I forgot about the Billy thing behind the chalkboard. And I saw it on my own. I I did it. Yeah, you, did you do the Leonardo DiCaprio meme where you stopped? I pointed like, at the you TV. Point like, there it is. It's, it's Billy. I see him. Uh, where are yeah. you getting saw? We're we're getting saw ten this year. Uh, I did. Well, I saw that because at the time of this recording, they tweeted out. I think the saw Twitter account tweeted out a phone number, and you call it. And I called it, and it's Tobin Bell as uh, Jigsaw. And it's like, if you want to play a game, text, I would like to play a game to this number. And I, I put it on speaker because producer wife didn't know what I was doing. And she said, turn that off. I don't like it. <laughs> so then I didn't text the number. Oh, that that's cool. I'll have to, I'll have to check into that and maybe make a video on it or something. It's um, a 867-5309. No, that's Jenny's number. <laughs> that's Jenny's number. Well, what if you called Jenny and Jigsaw answers? Hello. Hello. I want to play oh, again. it's for you, <laughs> Jenny. <laughs> Jenny. <laughs> Jenny's phone. <laughs> I like that they live together in this scenario, uh, but they are making a new, a new Saw movie, which I think will be fine. Um, it's mm-hmm. the tenth one, and yeah, well, every series really gets good after the tenth one. That's when it this, really hits uh, their stride. Has a lot in common with Saw because they kill off the best character way too early. Yeah, because Saw Ten is actually. <laughs> There is, it takes place between Saw 1 and 2, and you're like, that's going all the way back to the beginning. Yeah. Like before. It's like when you zoom in on a photo and you're like trying to, f- it's like, how far are we going to zoom in on this timeline before <laughs> it's too close together? You're like, this actually takes, this takes place one hour before Saw 1 takes place. Well, I don't know what we're going to do for this hour, but yeah. we're, we're going to figure it out. Uh, Yeah, so we'll get to them killing off a character, but... uh. What, what what happened? At, he goes into a coma. There's marital problems. Oh, they get a bloody handprint in the sheets. Yeah, you, you get the it's it's a it's a late lady in the streets, but a bloody handprint in the sheets. That's right. It's that time of the month, Dalton. <laughs> My God, what is wrong with you? This is an eight year old boy. <laughs> and also, the stain is in the in form of a handprint because yeah. that's how. Yeah. Minstrel blood uh, comes out as in the shape That's of a handprint. He's going to need Kotex with wings if, if it's coming out as a, as a handprint. That's just not going to be good for anything else. If you look at the handprint, it says, Not Penny's Boat. <laughs> Which is a lost reference. That is, a, and it, it, might, it might be lost on many of our listeners. Yeah, I think so. But it wasn't <laughs> lost on me. Huh? Uh, well, you, you guys like that? You guys like these very obscure jokes? You're welcome. Cause Please like our show, uh, patreon.com. <laughs> <laughs> one thing, that, there was a scary part, though. There was one part that really scared me and freaked me out. Not only was it like the walking back and forth of, of the guy in the room, uh, mm-hmm. Sting, <laughs> NWO Sting, <laughs> <laughs> but you also had NWO, uh, NWO Sting behind the... Like, like the, the veil. Ba- like, like the veil. And that's fucking scary because... 
it's quiet and you don't see it immediately. You just like, you're like, what? Oh no, there's a guy there. And anything that you don't see immediately, it's like those creepy photos on the internet where you're like, find the thing. And then it's like right in the front. You're like, ah, yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, it's kind of a find the hidden objects type mm-hmm. thing where it's, and it's like, it's, it's there if you just even look at it briefly, but if you're not really yeah. looking, looking, it's, it's creepy because it's veiled, but that's a face. You yeah, know? it's in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Haunting and of that, Hill House did that, where they like hid ghosts throughout the entire series. They did that in, in Bly Manor too, where just the, the the ghosts were just kind of there. They had no purpose really, but it's 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 that Leo DiCaprio meme. It's like there's one right there. There, there it is. I found Waldo. Do I get a prize? Do yeah. I get a yeah? Um, so after Sting walks into the bedroom and scares her, she's like, we got to move. I don't want to stay here anymore. And then they just up and move. And you're well, like, well, well, we do have to say that there's that sequence of the alarm going off. Oh, yeah. That was more annoying than anything where you just got knocks the door and then alarms going off and then they turn it off and then it goes on. And at that point, um, like your your company's gonna be like, what are you doing? Who is who's fucking with this right now? Uh, this is Josh with ADT. Is everything okay, sir? What's your passcode? Um, I think we got ghosts. Um, I think we got ghosts. ghosts? Is not your passcode. Uh, can we yeah. get your passcode? Poltergeist. I think it'd be funny if one of the times he opened the door would be a flaming bag of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just some kids that don't like him in the neighborhood. Yeah. But I, I, I only bring that sequence up even though it's, it happens, but, uh, it's not really super important, but it comes in later in part two yes and I, I have seen part two as well i saw the first two and then the newest one i, I never saw three or four yeah i think by in the the whole it's a good franchise but yeah. they kind of explain that sequence in part two which it's one of those things where i'm like did they have part two in mind already or did mm-hmm. they kind of go back and engineer that uh, yeah. later what that's always fascinating to me is i'm like how far ahead did you plan on this stuff because it's kind of like a weird time travel thing, isn't it? Yeah, where astral projection, which we'll talk about mm. that too as well, but kind of, you know, it's like if Marty McFly sees himself in Back to the Future type thing. You yeah, know? for sure. Um, so they get so you have that sequence, you have the bedroom scene, and she's like, I, I, we have to move, we got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And then they just up and move houses. And I took a note, I know we already mentioned it, but a note I said is, it's unrealistic with how the housing market works. They'd be living there for a while, at least until the rates go down. They'd be mm-hmm. like, we gotta, listen, we're, I'm sorry, I know you're scared, I know you're seeing ghosts in, in the house, but with the way rates are right now, we just cannot sell in this market. We, yeah. We, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a rough time. It's uh yeah. Once these rates go down and the F- the Fed uh, lowers the rates again, maybe we'll move. But until then, uh, we're gonna have some roommates in the form <laughs> of ghosts. That's some rich people shit. When you can move, Very, that's like and in the movers. in the Conjuring. Yeah, the Conjuring. They're like, yeah, our money's in this house. So what are we gonna do? <laughs> you know. And that's in like the '60s or the '70s, I think. Where, yeah, where, where that, Ron where... Levingston's a trucker. He drives truck. <laughs> he drive. Anybody can drive truck. I think the baby is actually Ron Livingston from The Conjuring. <laughs> it's a weird timeline thing. It's a weird timeline. But even but so, I I like a movie where they're like, we cannot move all of our money is tied up in this fucking pit. <laughs> <laughs> that's the realistic thing is. 
I can't. We can't move whether there's ghosts or not. We I'm sorry. live here now. This, yeah. this is we. I had to sell a lot. I had to drive a lot of truck to, to drive truck. <laughs> I had to drive truck by this. Um, well, and you mentioned paying the movers and stuff. Like, that's a lot of money. And he even well, does he does he say in the first one? Now the two are blending together. He's like, of course I believe you. We move. I moved houses that's, for you. Yeah, that that's this one. Yeah. That's something a, a person would say in the spouse. I'm like, I love you. I moved twice in two months. <laughs> I don't want to move once in ten years. You, you know? gotta, you gotta move like your son and his whole hospital setup as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a whole and that that's a whole thing too. Maybe Just I put him in a box. He's in a coma. <laughs> put him in a box. <laughs> it's fine. Here's is it still beeping? He aight. Yeah, poke I, some holes in it. <laughs> you're a bad person. And yeah, I appreciate it. But they get to this new house, and you're like, "All right, they've moved to a new house. It's perfect. The house is haunted. They're good." And then that son of a bitch, little little fucking Dutch boy, shows up, mm-hmm. being Sir Mixlot on the turntables, playing mm-hmm. the fucking Tiny Tim song. Ever, 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 mm-hmm. tiptoe through the through tulips. the tulips. Callie. That's just. DJ Khaled. Uh, we the best, man. <laughs> just, just tiptoe through the tulips. <laughs> uh, that song, Tiny Tim, uh, a friend of mine, Dave Wilson, who's a com- he's been a comic forever, uh, has been on the field trip, like, Ghost Stories episode, but he owned a comedy club, Dave Wilson did, uh, called One Liners Comedy Club, and he had, like, a one-off night where Tiny Tim or maybe it was more than one, came in and played music. And he was said he's very nervous, very low-key, and wasn't sure he could fill the amount of time that he was obligated to fill. But by night two or three or four, whatever it was, was like going overtime. He got comfortable doing it. But that's like, Tiptoe Through the Tulips is just a creepy song without this movie. Yeah, it's it's a very... And a lot of people actually don't know it's a real song. A lot of people think it was just made up for this but mm-hmm. it it is a real song. Is that what he encores with? You think he's like, all right, thanks for coming out, everybody tonight. Yeah. You may have heard this. Okay, <laughs> that's how he talk. Like he talks like this. All right, you may have heard this one in a little movie called Insidious. One, two, three, four. He he's also the voice of Mister Bill. You know that claymation. Oh no, the tulips. I want to see that circle pit open up. <laughs> I want to fucking open this pit for Ed 209 and tiptoe through the tulips. <laughs> you tiptoe through the fucking tulips. <laughs> I oh. want to see some blood on these fucking tulips. Let's go. <laughs> 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 um, we've got though, yeah. You've got the, the 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 kid runs to the house, and he's not threatening. He's just playing a weird game. I think that's even worse when like yep. a ghost is not trying to actively hurt you. It's just being a child in your home. Yeah, because she see she takes the trash out, uh, and then she sees him through the window. Yeah, some kid at the record player. Uh, just that's creepy, man. Yeah, I saw a tweet the other day that that said ghosts in a hundred years are gonna be so weird because be like, I saw a kid in the hallway doing the stanky leg. Yeah, <laughs> like, I said certified freak, <laughs> seven days a week, <laughs> <laughs> wet ass poltergeist, like a motherfucker week. Open up that circle pit <laughs> for the poltergeist. <laughs> oh man, so yeah, that's yeah, and then she realizes, oh, we gotta call in. 
Elise, played by the wonderful Lin Shay, who mm-hmm. is the absolute best character in this franchise. Yeah. She, she's so good. She's so wholesome. You also get the guys, uh, you also get the character of Lee Wanell casting himself in, <laughs> in his movie again. Specs. Like, like he was in Saw, and you've got Angus Sampson as Tucker. Do you like them as like the bumbling comedy duo? Yeah, I don't hate them. I think they're like a spooky geek squad, so creep squad. <laughs> the creep squad? It feels, yeah. They feel very like they watched a lot of Zach Baggins, and they're like, we could do this. And they have a lot of the, their homemade Ghostbusters-type gear. You mm-hmm. And then you put Lin Shay in a gas mask for a while, which just reminded me of, have you watched Sandman on Netflix? No. It's like the 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 dream mask that the Sandman wears in that. Okay. Yeah. It reminded me of uh, My Bloody Valentine. Oh yeah, good old Harry Miner. Yeah. Yeah. Or Harry Harry Warden the Miner. Harry Warden. Yeah. Yeah. Harry Miner. Somebody uh, else. Harry Miner. Those are college. Those are high school kids. <laughs> <laughs> but he's good on the um, wrestling team. Let me tell you. <laughs> Yeah, he's got he's got, he's got skills. I'll I'll, I'll say that much. Mm. But we then we have Tucker uh, eating a hot pocket. Just <laughs> like, I can't imagine going showing up to somebody's house and just being like, "I'm here for a job." Eating a hot, po- a hot pocket out of the sleeve. Yeah, in a white shirt. Oh, uh, that is a brave man. That's the scariest part of this movie that he's going to stain that shirt. Yeah, I was like Jim Gaffigan about to sue somebody. He's hot pockets. Even, if, even though it's not Hot Pockets suing him, it's Jim Gaffigan who does the joke about Hot Pockets. Jim Gaffigan, from his joke he did 15 years ago, like, no, no, I'm the Hot Pocket guy. I'm the yeah, Hot Pocket, Hot Pocket. That's my. That's Yeah, that's, but I wish I had a Hot Pocket joke. Not a Hot Pocket joke, but I just want people to be like, dude, the flute man <laughs> bit, like Greg Warren. I want to have a bit that people request, you know? Yeah. I mean, you some stuff like i remember for you i remember the rain box yeah i haven't done that in a while but i do like that bit yeah but no but nobody's yelling out rain box at the end of a set you know what you know what you should do you should just do this bit called the machine let me tell you how it goes uh when i was 21 (laughs) i was in a russian class And then I could, maybe we'll make a movie about it later and Mark Hamill could be my dad. That'd be a really good idea. I think there's something there. I think there's something there for sure. <laughs> and, uh, we should also mention that Lee Wannell was in Saw. He's the other guy in uh, the the bathroom type thing. So there's yeah. Carrie Elwes and then... Uh, he, he played then, Adam in Saw. And okay, he, yeah. He had the, uh, he said, and he had the great line that he wrote for himself, I don't care if you cover yourself in peanut butter and have a 17-hooker gangbang. I really care if we can make that happen. Mm-hmm. Chunky. <laughs> chunky peanut butter. Both both the the 17 hooker gangbang. I need them chunky and I like chunky peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> the the this is when the twist comes though when Elise shows up uh because she it turns out it's not your house that's haunted, it's your son, which is mm-hmm. such a cool concept of having like a ghost follow a child. And they get into the astral projection stuff. And you also have, uh, we almost glanced right over it, the jump scare. If you don't know anything about Insidious, you know about the jump scare. When he's talking mm-hmm. to his mom in the dining room and he keeps zooming in. And then all of a sudden, Darth Maul, the red-faced demon, is right behind him. And it is, it is scary. I distinctly remember, though, being in the theater 
and being so fucking scared, but then laughing because we go, was that Darth Maul? What? <laughs> yeah. It, what? Was that? Huh? What happened? What happened there? It, it's very Darth Maul, but it's a like the, the bright, no, I guess a bright or dark red. I don't even know what it is on all black with a cloven hoof type thing. It's just scary, you know? Yeah, he's very intense, and he is a very... He's he's a very cool like main demon mm-hmm. for this. I think he's like a really good centerpiece. He kind of comes in and out throughout the rest of these movies as well because he's like the main guy in the further. So I think mm-hmm. he's a he's a good lead demon in that regard. Um, you've got them try to go into the further to try to find Dalton. You've got that scene where, which I just called this fucking scene's giving me a headache when mm-hmm. they start doing all the flashing bulbs and like everything like you're going to give somebody a seizure if you have epilepsy turn close yeah. your eyes during this and i mean that sincerely cuz it <laughs> is it is hard to watch don't watch that one pokemon episode and don't watch the séance scene yeah and uh insidious it's, it's a very intense scene though and i like it with like the the, the flash bulbs going off to demonstrate but it just mm-hmm. felt very like this is a lot for a long time of just nonstop flashing. I thought Trent Reznor was going to walk out and be like, this one's called The Fragile. <laughs> I want to fuck you like an animal. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we get that seance scene. So there's like there's like tropes in this movie, but not tropes at the same time. You get the haunt, you got the haunted house type stuff, mm-hmm. but then you get the twist with that's actually the sun that's haunted. You get a séance scene, which you get in. You know, you get the movie Ouija. You get the Changeling, which is a, a movie that we should watch if you've never seen that, Gavin. Mm-hmm. There's a séance scene in there, and Poltergeist. Uh, I'm sure other movies, but it's like you get these professional investigators that come in, which is kind of a trope, but then you get. It's a twist on the uh, twist on the tropes, you the know. The twist, of course, and I really like that it's astral projection. It's not actually just like ghosts, mm-hmm. really. It's like astral yeah. projection demons because there's not a lot of movies that deal with astral projection. I think that I mean, if you talked about it, you'd be like, "This is the movie. This you is know? the one." Like, you ever hear about Insidious? It's got that Tiny mm-hmm. Tim song in it. Astral projection is considered a more intentional and spiritual experience. For those who partake, much like disassociation, it has been said by many spiritual healers that astral projecting without intention can lead to a sense of losing control. And uh, I do have the seven easy steps on how to astral project, Gavin. Oh, you want to go go ahead and rattle them off real fast? Set your intention. So you have to... There's paragraphs with all these. Set your intention. Step two, relax your body. Uh, step three, meditate and align your energy points or chakras. Step four, visualize the room that you're in uh, with great detail. Step five, explore the astral plane. So, so between in between four and five, <laughs> That's we're fun. not reading the paragraphs associated with it because <laughs> we, we could be here all day. Uh, step six, return to your body. Step seven, wake up and reflect. Step now, eight, profit. Yeah, profit, yes. <laughs> I had this on when producer wife was in the room and she's, you know, a little on the spooky side and she has said that she's astral projected and seen us in our bedroom. So seeing herself above herself and also me sleeping because she's like, I saw you and she's like, I've gone down the street and done it. She's not done it intentionally, but that, so like, 
my question is, do you even believe in this type of thing, Gavin? I don't know what I believe anymore. Like, I would never tell your wonderful producer wife, be like, you high. Like, I would never be like, yeah. you wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. I think my mom had a friend who was, like, all about it and was, like, mm-hmm. all about, like, casting spells and, like, astral projecting and talking about mm-hmm. it and stuff. So I get it. I think I would, if your wife believes that she did that, I am not one mm-hmm. to argue with what she thinks her experience is. If, if, if in it may not have been astral projection, it may have been something else spiritual, or it may have just been a, a very mm-hmm. vivid dream that she had, but I would never argue and be like, no, no, you're wrong, because yeah, like, I, I want your wife at, to like me. At the, well, keep, <laughs> keep working. Uh, <laughs> at the very least, I believe that she believes. Yeah. Because, yeah, uh, but uh, like, I've heard other people talk about it too. There's a guy named Ron Schock, a comedian. He died. Thanks for bringing that up. And, mm-hmm. uh, but he was a, a favorite of mine, but he was on WTF with Mark Marin, and he talks about astral projecting and trying to do it and leaving his body, and then it scared the shit out of him, and he tried to get back into his body as quick as he could. <laughs> you know? But it's like you can you can meditate and stuff like that, and I think you're you I think you could and maybe I don't know. Yeah. But it's an interesting concept because not many things have touched on this and then you go into the further which is i don't know how they describe it in this movie but kind of like a parallel universe universe type thing it's, where you it, can kind of see yourself in it it's just blue it's just a much bluer universe it's got some it's blue- a filter you know <laughs> it's a blue filter and um, somehow the lantern in reality can travel into the further yeah this movie gets a lot of mileage out of the lanterns um, mm-hmm. the, the further is really cool. I will say that once, uh, Josh goes into the further to try to find Dalton, um, the, seeing all the like ghosts and the further demons, I said, he's just basically in the further is just the hall of presidents at Disney world. <laughs> Where it's just just very, old timey, old timey and like staged and kind of moving, but not moving, but still kind mm-hmm. of like eerie, like kind of like a wax museum. What? Like one was stuck in a bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, William Howard Taft, one was in a duel, uh, one uh, moved the Indians a bunch of times against their will. By, and, uh, by, I, by that I mean Native American. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're 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 good. We've uh, offended everybody this episode, so I think we're okay. Um, and then we get to like the scene where Josh comes face to face with the red face demon, who, like I said, is fabulous. He mm-hmm. is hanging out. He's playing some tunes. He's sharpening his nails. Uh, and like his, I, his entire, his entire, like, I don't know if you want to call it an apartment or whatever. It is a layer. Dra- it's it a drag queen studio. It's what it is. <laughs> He's got music. There's, I believe I saw a boa. He's sharpening mm-hmm. his nails and he is serving looks. He <laughs> is go. Oh my God. He's peeking through the window. Like who's here for my party. <laughs> Tennessee's about the only state he's not allowed to haunt in. <laughs> he's like, I ain't going. He's like, listen, I'm a, I may be a red-faced demon, but I'm not going to Tennessee. Yeah, they'll put me in jail for being a drag. <laughs> uh, and should we also talk about, like, the reason, like, Lynn Shea explains the further and, like, the longer Dalton is away from his body, the weaker his connection gets, so then the demon could swoop in and become the demon to, to then cause harm. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I, at a certain point when you explain it, it loses something, it loses something for me, 
but I also yeah. get why you have to explain the motivations of the movie. Uh, yeah, and I think the, the red-faced demon trying to get into Dalton's body is cool. I think the way that you had the one ghost over the intercom saying, like, I want it, trying to get into to the baby. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I want to be a, I don't think I'd want to be a further demon and then hop into a baby because then you got to be like, well, I guess I got to just poop myself for the My next. My diapy's poopy. <laughs> yeah, so th- that's a little weird. But it makes sense. I do. I am still a little confused. Even after seeing like three of these movies, they're they're trying to get into Dalton's body, but they can also like cross over and appear like regular ghosts, and that's where it kind of loses me a little bit. I th- I think that's like the concept of like you say. What do they say on like Halloween? The veil between the living and the dead world is the thinnest, or whatever. Yeah, so I, I think guess, that would be yeah. the concept of. If it's if you open that type of portal, then it lends itself to things coming in, kind of like a Ouija board, where mm-hmm. if you don't, you know, say, "Hey, stop, I'm done with the Ouija board," they can come through, you know. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta be like, "Stop, drop, put them shut down, them down, open, open up, up shop." Whoa, 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 what's Boo. the Ouija board saying? It's just saying T M X R R. Gonna give it to you. <laughs> um, that you, could be the real DMX. <laughs> have we talked about this? Do you fuck with Ouija boards? Uh, no, I, I haven't. I probably wouldn't, just to err on the safe side, but... Same. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's weird that, you know, they the same place they sell uh, Spencer's Gifts, dildos, and uh, <laughs> and lava lamps, you can also summon the dead. You I know? think they sell it at Target. I think it's, like, next to Villainous. Like, you can get Disney Villainous... Or a pandemic game, or yeah, uh, it's like and or summon an actual ghost and talk to your grandmother. So many stories are like that's the that's how the shit got through was a Ouija board. You yeah, know, I don't I don't fuck with Ouija. I don't fuck with Luigi boards. Let me tell you that that's, we're we on Patreon, so <laughs> we're gonna film something here pretty soon. <laughs> we will. Not, I don't care how many people like if we get to five thousand patrons, we'll <laughs> I was like no. Because I won't be able to enjoy my spoils. On the and then, then also, you're just going to start calling, you bitch. <laughs> you're going to start being mean to me. And I'm like, why is Gavin being mean all of a sudden? That scene there, I it reminded me of, you and I have an inside joke where whenever we would get annoyed or whatever, <laughs> we have this inside joke on road, road trips going to comedy shows or whatever, where there's that scene in Child's Play mm-hmm. where it's like, you fucking bitch, you fucking whore, you... Uh, that's yeah, where she's about to throw Chucky in the fire, yeah. and she's like, "You, you talk to me now, or I'm going to throw you in the fire." Like, you fucking bitch, you filthy slut. <laughs> you know, which also how they get into the bodies in this movie is they hold their hands over and say, "Abe Dewey, Dembala, <laughs> give me the." Yeah. But every <laughs> demon is every demon is so mean because Lynn Shea is a sweet old lady. I did not get mm-hmm. to meet her at the con that I met Patrick Wilson at. But from all everybody that's ever met her, she I saw her. She looked very mm-hmm. sweet and very kind to everybody who was talking to her. But these demons got to be like, you whore, you dirty. Like, stop it. She's a nice lady. Or maybe she's like Nancy Reagan and is the, th- is the throat goat. I don't know. She's the throat goat <laughs> in the further. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's like, uh, you know, psychic and can, and can see things and dictates it to Specs who draws the pictures and... And they take photos and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I just think she's my favorite character of the series. Because she's just got that sweet in it. 
it's nice to see um, a clairvoyant or a psychic that like knows what's going on and mm-hmm. is very pivotal to the plot. It isn't just like there to get killed or something. Well, a yeah. Well, well, um, and we should also say that I what at least horror fans. I don't know. I don't know when she first appeared, but she was she also a teacher in Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, she was a teacher in Nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. uh, which, which is a very cool thing to have on your resume to just be in the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. And then like a, Patrick Wilson, that guy's a scream queen. Mm-hmm. He, he's in The Conjuring. He was in this series and he's also in Bone Tomahawk as far as horror. I don't I'd have to look at it. Um, but. Did, did you ever see Hard Candy? No. That, that's what I saw. I've him eaten in a lot first. of it, but that, that's what I saw him in first with um, Elliot Page. Now, I, I guess. Okay, yeah. It's kind of hard yeah. to see like how to refer to somebody's past work or whatever. Uh, I once... think he likes. I think you retroactively go back and yeah. change it. I guess. But it, it's Elliot Page and uh, Patrick Wilson. It's, it's a very great, very scary psychological thriller between um, a, an adult man meeting a young girl on the internet. And oh, like, I have to check that out. Hold <laughs> on, let me hit pause. But it's it, it's really good. Um, okay. So yeah, Patrick Wilson. He he, he kind of does it all. He's and he seems game for everything. And he came back for the Red Door, which is so he he didn't have to do that. No, I listened to him on Justin Long's podcast. I think it's called Long Story Short. Mm-hmm. But he, he, you know, he's he, he didn't strike me as like a guy that's a super horror fan. He's more of like the, he talks a, like he's an actor that likes the work Yeah, that he talks. So he doesn't seem like a huge super fan, but he also knows where his uh, bread's buttered. One thing that when we met him, cause we, we got our photo together. He's, and she's like, uh, the um, photographer was like, no hugs. He doesn't like that, but he'll put his arm mm-hmm. like around you. So he's just a guy who's just like, like kind of, he seems like he wants to just kind of keep to himself a little bit. Mm hmm. So. Yeah, I I don't blame him. I don't want a bunch of peasants touching me unless you buy a koozie. <laughs> uh, Can we feel- get a picture? Did you buy a koozie? <laughs> no. Poor if, Robin no. has to buy. Poor Robin has fifteen koozies because she's like, I want a photo with you. I want a photo with Brent. Buy no more. You're in the church universe, Robin. <laughs> and you gotta pay as as a grass <laughs> or koozies. Nobody <laughs> gets a picture for free. <laughs> How do you feel about the third act of this movie uh, when they're just going through the? It's kind of like like they're running from all the demons and stuff, but it feels mm-hmm. like they're just. It feels like they're the weekend at the Super Bowl show in like the mirror hallway, just like, mm-hmm. huh? Well, which way do we go? And they're like, pour the, yeah. like, shine the light in his eyes so they can like keep the light on this body so we can like find it, I guess. I don't, it's like, I, yeah, there's not a lot of rules to this movie, I don't think. But also, if you just kind of take it for what it is, I think it's good, but there's, there's not a lot of rules of like, like you said, they're crossing over into reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, like, what are all these? I, I told producer wife, it's very much like the movie 13 Ghosts, where there could be backstories to all these ghosts. You yes. Know? And, and then the which in part two kind movies. of explains some yeah. of those. Yeah. And they got, they got to go back there. And then you've got like the standoff. You've got the big, big reveal as well with Josh be like with the photo stuff where it's just mm-hmm. like a woman in the fucking photo just creeping closer and closer. And yep. that's that's the original photobomber right there is just ghosts photobombing since the 1800s, just with the rabbit ears over your head. Be like, why is this? Why is this old witch giving me rabbit ears? It's very rude. Yeah, and why is there a witch in the photo? 
But more importantly, I looked good in that one, and the witch ruined it with the bunny ears. Yeah, I really had uh, the pouty lips going. Uh, did you ever have a grade school when somebody tried to give you bunny ears, and they'd say, like, you know what it really means, right? It means you're gay. I don't know. What does it mean? Um, I heard that it means that you'll be in bed with them in two seconds. Uh, <laughs> it's, I'm trying to put bunny ears over you on the Zoom. Like, All right, right, well I'll be there in two. Yeah, I would. What I if also, I did it to myself and then you saw me pull my pants? Down? <laughs> All right, well you did it. He's a man of his word. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, it's kind of a you know a, a Scooby Doo episode at the end where they're just running back and forth and type stuff. And uh, the Harlem Globetrotters are there for some reason. Yeah, three times, three different episodes. Um, yeah, and then we we get to the lair, and he grabs Dalton, and then he finds the way back, and they have to call him. Uh, the, the, somehow the voices can be heard in the further or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How, how do you want to wrap up on this? I think I think just kind of you've got the red faced demon just kind of like crawling on the wall, which I thought was pretty cool. He's got his hooks. Yep, he's got he, serving looks, crawling on walls. You know, mm-hmm. I was gagged. As they say, <laughs> just at how just fierce they were looking, and how is he gonna love love somebody else if he can't love himself? But <laughs> thank you, Tyra. <laughs> uh, that's that that that's Mama Roo. Okay. That oh, okay, is, I'm sorry. Yeah. How dare you? How dare you? Exqueeze you. Uh, yeah. But and then yeah, they get out, and Lin Shay at least thinks something's wrong because like Josh acting real weird. Mm-hmm. And she takes his photo, and he's like, why would you take my photo? You bitch. You, you, you fucking slut. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's when the... So, I will say, I liked this movie because it had kills. It actually had mm-hmm. a kill in it. Because a lot of these ghost movies don't have the balls because of Peter Thurning to kill. But then they... But the one kill in this movie, aside from... Like the bodies of the ghosts that when you see in the Hall of Presidents, is like they killed the best character in the first movie. Then they have to yeah. like do retroactive prequel bullshit to get her back in. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Again, I would. I would like to see an interview, and I'm sure it's probably out there with those guys and see. Like, yeah, we didn't think it do it like take off like it did because this the budget was a million and a half. Uh, and then it ended up making uh, fifty-four million in the U.S. and forty-six million internationally. So, budget of a million and a half, it, it turned out to be a hundred million dollar uh, box office. So, and, and they shot it in three weeks. So it was a very fast production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like because uh, uh, I think Patrick Wilson said they didn't have a lot of time to. They shot a lot of pages every day and didn't have a lot of time to rehearse. But that's also you can kind of keep control of your movie when you're, there's not a lot of money tied up into it, you know? Yeah, you're like, we, we, we cannot go over budget. We cannot do this. You have to get it. Mm-hmm. You have to hit it on these points. Um, and then you have the reveal where, like, uh, the, the the lady demon is, like, in Josh's body, and he mm-hmm. kills Lin Shay's character, and then you've got the kind of that scene at, like, the, the pet cemetery scene where you've got the spouse going to the other spouse and being like, "Hey, I'm here." And then I forgot I forgot it ended that way. I forgot it ended mm-hmm. on such like a cliffhanger slash downer slash whatever. Yeah. Um yeah, I like the movie and I I I will recommend it when we say if you watch this, but start part 2 right after that. Yeah, they're both on Max right now, so you can like just start mm-hmm. one after the other. I think 3 was on Freebie and then you had to like pay to rent the fourth one. 
Um, I, I, I want to. I was gonna watch the third one before I saw the Red Door. I was like, I'll watch the third one, and I. I'm a real big wuss when it comes to these jump scare ghost movies. Mm -hmm. Um, Stephanie was out of town. I was in the house by myself, and I was like, I started part three. I was like, I'll be fine. I was like, no, I gotta fucking sleep here by myself. Like, I don't. Like, I'm I'm good on watching this by myself. I'm I'm just not going to. Hmm. What's that behind you? You turn into Scooby Doo slash Tim Allen. It's bunny ears. I guess I'm going to bed in two seconds. (laughs) Oh no! It's a succubus. <laughs> you can suck on these busts. <laughs> on these busts, it doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> I like to suck on those busts. <laughs> Just really like school buses. Really like yeah. a really like a long yellow ride. Um. Yeah. Where do you want to? I have a, some facts for this movie, but uh, any, any final thoughts? Okay. Uh, the film was originally going to be called The Further, which I think Insidious is a good title. Yeah, uh, Lindsay says it, says it during the movie, and I, I you know, I was uh, the, there's that thing in uh in Family Guy where it's like we're we have a clear and present danger, and Peter's like, huh? <laughs> he said it. It's called a title drop when they do that. Okay, uh, when they say it in the movie, there is there was on Twitter or X now, if you will, mm-hmm. there was this one Twitter account I follow where it was like title drops, and it was just clearly fake title drops in movies where they like shoehorn mm-hmm. it in. They're like. I guess th- this is Ferris Bueller's day off, isn't it, Ferris Bueller? <laughs> yeah, if you do that too many times, then uh, you know what you know what they say. They're coming to get you. But uh, <laughs> here it is. Here it is. Thirty-three violins were used on the theme music. Uh, also, auditioned for Patrick Wilson's character was Ethan Hawke. Uh, also considered Alec Baldwin, Brendan Fraser. Uh, to you know, sometimes you see somebody play it and nobody else can play it. But I think <coughs> I think Brendan Fraser could have played it at least. Yeah, I think Brendan Fraser could be good. Um, <laughs> it was Ethan Hawke who also was offered the role would actually mm-hmm. team up later and with mm-hmm. uh, Jason Blum for its Sinister, which has yep. a very similar premise of a dad and a family moving houses and like mm-hmm. ghost stuff happening. So e- Ethan Hawke got his spooky ghost house money. Okay. Yeah, and then he looks sexy as hell in the black phone. Oh God, just so good with that mm, with that shirt off, wearing that mask, mm, whipping himself. Mm, Hold on, so let me good. pause it real quick. Uh, <laughs> this is the second week in a row we've also been like, let's just mm, okay, let's just. Mm. Uh, also for Lo- Lorraine Lambert, who was Patrick Wilson's mom in the movie. Uh, not not uh, Rose Byrne, but the mom. Mm-hmm. And I got confused because the whoever they I can't remember who they cast to play that character, but I think she's been around. But she looks so good and so young that I thought it was like Rose Byrne's sister, yeah, and not Patrick Wilson's God, mom. Are, are you are you trying to flatter his mom right now? Be like, are you guys? I sisters? am a little bit. Are you guys? Are you guys sisters? <laughs> no, I'm yeah. her mom. <laughs> oh, a milf. Oh, damn. Okay, I see it. Yeah, she is really, she does look really good. I thought she looked way too young to be his mom as well. I did too, yeah. But I guess, you know, if you're a teenage hua. <laughs> <laughs> you, you teenage slut, you fucking whore. You, you te- <laughs> uh, so to play that character, the mom character, uh, was auditioned was uh, Maya Rudolph, Nicole Kidman, Emma Thompson, and Renee Zellwidger. Okay. As the, that Chappelle show sketch said. Uh I can't imagine that, uh, Maya like, Rudolph as the mom. No. 
<laughs> yeah, like, because that character wasn't so prominent and big in the movie that if she just appeared, I'd be like, is that Nicole Kidman? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it's like sometimes somebody's so famous that you're like, it takes you out of the movie when nobody else in the movie is like hugely famous. Yeah. Like, what is that? Why is Dame Helen Mirren in this? <laughs> is that Ray Liotta as the mom? God damn. <laughs> oh, f- fucking flush it. Flush it. <laughs> Why did you do that, Karen? That was all the further we had. <laughs> Ever since I was a child, I wanted to astral project. Uh, so this was a movie, was a follow-up, kind of, uh, to... Uh, what, where was my note for uh, James Wan to the to Saw? Because everybody's like, "Oh, he's the guy that is all gory and and horrible." So he kind of made this movie. One of the reasons was to show that he didn't have to be as violent and gory. You know, we went from not a hard R and not the, not what you're thinking, but a, like a mm-hmm. serious guy cuts his own foot off movie to PG thirteen scares. Yeah. And I would say that this movie is scarier than Saw. Absolutely. The Saw movies are not scary. They are gross. Mm-hmm. And that's what they are. You go for a Saw movie for maybe a jump scare, but then to be to watch people brutally hurt themselves. Yeah, fall in a pit of needles. Ugh. And watch the lead singer of Linkin Park have to pull himself off like a super glued old truck or something. Tiptoe through the two. Can we get Tiny Tim in a... Saw movie. Oh, that'd be so good. I I, I would watch that actually. I uh, didn't mean to waste my life. <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. <laughs> but uh, uh, one, thing three, did, one thing I did. One thing I did do yeah. the math for, and it's it's always crazy to do this. Um, so Patrick Wilson is fifty years old, and I was thinking, how old was he like twelve years ago? So he's like thirty eight. He's only two years older than I am w- when he shot this. And that, yeah, well, and, and that weirds me out because he's always been like in his forties to me. But he's like been a good, handsome forty. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's like some people like, just get older faster and look good the whole time. I call that the well, not good all, but I call it the Arn Anderson syndrome. <laughs> the wrestler Arn Anderson. He yeah. looked when he was thirty, looked fifty, but now that he's sixty, he still looks fifty. It's you know. No, I get what you're saying. If you want to continue listening to this podcast, we're going to need you, the listener, to look up a lot of wrestling lore. Wrestling. Because it's yeah. not going away. <laughs> you're going to need to know the different versions of Sting. you got to do Kane, <laughs> The Undertaker. And now, yes, Arn Anderson, one half of the Brain Busters with Tully Blanchard. <laughs> uh, numerous plot elements appear to have been lifted from an episode of Unsolved Mysteries called Ghost Boy in July 2001. Lifted, but who, who knows? L- air quotes lifted, but, uh, you know. Yeah. A whatever. Ghost boy, I don't care. Uh, ghost Boy is what, uh, is what happens when that <laughs> when somebody stops texting you on the grinder. That's a real Ghost Boy right there. Uh, sorry to all the fellas on there that I've ghosted. <laughs> Good old Ghost Boy 69, 420. Um, Dot, should we, should we wrap it up here with uh, our oh shit moments and what what's the other thing that we do? The best doing kill. The show long enough that I should remember. <laughs> the uh, best yeah. kill. And is it scary? Uh, yes, yeah. it is scary for sure. Um, oh yes. shit moments. Gotta be that red lipstick man behind mm-hmm. Patrick Wilson showing up out of nowhere. 
Man, when Ketchup Face appeared, god damn. Mm, can't call them Ketchup Face no more. They're Cats Up Face. You gotta be proper. Cats Up Fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, best kill. What? I mean, the one kill in the movie. I think we're gonna yeah. be. I think we're gonna say uh, Elise getting choked out. I do wonder though. He like he chokes her to death. Like you can't mm-hmm. just go to the police and say, "Hey, I'm sorry. I had a ghost woman inside me when I murdered a woman." You know, that's my defense. Is the insidious plea? <laughs> I plead <laughs> insidious. <laughs> Um, if you like this movie, what other movies should you check out? Um, if you like Patrick Wilson's body of work, I would recommend Hard Candy. It's a really psychologically thrilling movie. Some might mm-hmm. call it a psychological thriller. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Um, Conjuring, also really good. Uh, James Wan's other stuff, of course. Saw, Furious mm-hmm. 7. Um, he, he what was the, the Malignant? Malignant Malignant was really good, uh, but he did do one of the Fast and the Furious movies. I think he did a couple of them, actually. I did because I it's we should have like a director's episode because James Wan has done a lot of shit, especially in the horror. He's got uh, a really he's got a really good body of work that is he did Aquaman. Yeah, he's got a really Mm -hmm. good body of work that kind of spans a lot of different shit. Yeah. Um, Any other movie that people should check out? Poltergeist, I think, is a a good one. Um Yeah, I think those are kind of like any kind of ghost movie is going to be great on this one, any kind of demonic possession, exorcist, whatever. But Patrick yeah. Wilbles has some good work. Uh, Poltergeist, I would, if you like this, check out Poltergeist. A uh, movie that I just watched for the first time in the past couple of years that is a new favorite of mine is The Changeling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably on Shudder, is how I watched it. Uh, older movie with, uh, I, just, I don't remember his name. But he was also Scrooge in the Christmas Carol. Um, And the rest of the Insidious franchise. It's not my favorite franchise, but I would say it's pretty solid. It's good. Yeah. From from the three that I've seen, I've enjoyed them. And I'll go back when I stop being a little wuss boy and I'll watch mm -hmm. Insidious 3 and 4. Because I think we've talked, Gavin, that I think probably the most solid front-to-back horror franchise might be Scream. Yes. I think Scream is by far. There, it's, it's... even like its lowest point was Scream Three, and even that one's not unwatchable. Yeah, but I I would put this in like top ten of horror franchise as far as being solid entries. Yeah, no, no duds. You know. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that. There, there's no like one you're like, oh, that one's not very good at all. Yeah, yeah. So I. But agree. I've been saying it the whole episode. Check out part two right after you watch this if you can. Um, cause it really, really just ties the room together, man. I mean, it's really like one big movie, really, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, anything else? I think that's it. Next week we are going to be watching something very special, a little bit of a change to the schedule that I may have teased or whatever, but we are going to cover The Stranger's Pray at Night. Uh, this mm-hmm. is a movie that I have not seen, and this is because Brent was kind enough to invite me. They're doing this, like on location viewing in Kentucky this weekend mm-hmm. that if you're a Patreon subscriber, you're hearing this early. So we'll, we'll be, be there this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a, a regular Monday listener will be like, we've already gone. It was a great time. <laughs> I hope we had a good time. Um, Brent died. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to like the, the location where the strangers pray at night was shot uh, with the mm-hmm. main actors are going to be there. Like the pinup girl, doll face and uh, the sack man. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're I think we're a, a, every man's a sack man. If we're being <laughs> I'm a sack man. 
but we're gonna go to that so we thought well it makes sense to talk about that experience and then cover the strangers pray at night so uh, i know some, some people will be like why weren't you doing the first strangers because we're not going to the, the location of that movie okay yeah if, if we'll you, talk about it when it's fresh yeah so we're gonna do that um of course subscribe to the patreon patreon.com slash they're coming to get you at the at, at the five dollar eight dollar tier or the two dollar tier if you just want to give us some money we great we greatly appreciate it you get fun shout outs you get fun bonus episodes all kinds of good stuff we really do appreciate all that we've gotten so far it just helps cover a lot of our costs and we do mm-hmm. appreciate seeing the support and it's fun to like go on there and like interact directly with you i know a lot of you interact with us on twitter and stuff but it's cool to have like a, a place to go and like ask questions and get like direct feedback yeah and nudes <laughs> that's at the that, that the nut and run and see where it comes from <laughs> tier that we're gonna open up i guess uh so if that's all of gavin uh let me go ahead and and tune up the old baby monitor here <laughs> they're coming to get you barbara 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 <laughs> barbara 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 they're coming to get you they're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you, 